Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. And as you can see, it's it's abundantly clear if you're on YouTube, we have a guest today. On the show, the podcast, we have had MLB The Show, Thought Leaders, BR, Goons, Bob Kendrick stopped by for a hot second, Shlomo Lippitz came on and said hello. But for the first time, we are having someone who can truly speak to the plight of the offline community. It's Mills. Mills is here, everybody. I'm not sure how I follow, you know, Shlomo. <laughs> Be real there. Like, that's that's where it is. I mean, obviously, Bob Kendrick is the crown jewel when it comes to Incredible. Um, people being able to speak or, or storytell. Uh, I think we've all found out this year. One of the best things that came out of the show this year, in my opinion, is the connection to the Negro Leagues and Bob Kendrick actually having an active role in, in the Negro League programs and, and uh, mode which I think is fantastic. Uh, so following anything with that <laughs> level is is tough, but I'll do my best. Oh, you're going to do great. I promise. Uh, I, again, I appreciate you coming on. I'm excited for this conversation because longtime listeners uh, on podcast platforms and longtime viewers on YouTube will know that offline is not something that I really sink my teeth into. In my opinion, SDS just doesn't offer enough immersion. Excuse me, my voice kind of cracked there. Does not offer enough immersion for us to like, or at least for me personally, to really get into it. And I wish they did. I wish SDS gave every player of every ability and every vantage point more to do and more immersion. So, Mills, like I was talking about before we started recording, I started a Road to the Show series. I was looking for a Friday content to fill my Friday content void. I upload to YouTube Monday through Friday. I was looking for something for Friday that was a little different. I soon learned that Road to the Show is not very entertaining, both for viewers, because my viewership is down, and for the player, because I get bored doing it. And I'm, I'm three episodes into this series, and I'm already bored. I feel like it's just been stripped away of everything. It's just at bat, at bat, at bat, next game. At bat, at bat, at bat. And as the content creator, it's my responsibility to create story, but I'd love if SDS helped me with that a little bit. Agreed. One of the problems that we run into, um, not only with, with Road to the Show, but franchise as well, well, when it comes to offline content creation is the story. Um, we, whereas a lot of online players are head to head players. Like the, the story for them is beating the player across mm -hmm. them, uh, adjusting strategy like that. You sports, you see on TV, how, how do the, how do they go back and forth um, for offline? A lot of that is storytelling, getting you, getting you connected to a digital athlete that, you might not care about otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things that I normally specialize in. Um, Road of the Show has made it increasingly tough year over year of doing this because there really is no storytelling elements to Road of the Show outside of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. You can still make things out of gameplay. I, I know guys like Mighty Goat do do it all the time. Um, how, how When do you finally get to 99? When do you get your call up? But one of the problems that used to be in that, that used to be in the show is there used to be like rivalries and and little things that would pop out of that. Even things like boss battles when they added them in, uh, when you went up against a top tier um, rival, it feels like all of that has been, I won't say stripped out, but kind of minimized. It's it's been put to the side where people just don't see it anymore and don't care. Um, and that's, that's a real problem for road of the show, a road of the show in superstar modes, especially these, this day and age where NBA 2k has something like the city mm -hmm. plus a lot of their, a lot of their, um, a lot of their, my career is, is has some scripted elements in it. It allows you their story scripted elements, even Madden. Now Madden just revamped their entire superstar mode where road of the show is by far the mode that has been left behind for SDS uh, over the last couple of years. And, and there, there are things with Road to the Show where, like, before I became a, I use the word competitive loosely. I am not a top-ranked player, but I play in a competitive setting. Mm -hmm. uh, I would play single-season modes, or I would play Road to the Show, and I remember, like, the, the combine, so to speak, and and uh, more coach interactions, and the ability to just walk into the coach's office and be like, hey, trade me right now. I, I feel like even that is kind of lost, and... You know, the one thing that breaks up the monotony in that game after game after game are those off-day training sessions. Mm -hmm. And I've recently learned that some of them are just 30-second cutscenes you don't even get to actually enjoy as a user. You just have to watch your guy shag a fly ball, you get like a plus one point to your clutch, and you move on and play again. So 
it it needs love, and I feel like I I do also think Diamond Dynasty needs help, but I think Diamond Dynasty is at a place right now where if they took a year off from like really upgrading that and focused it instead on franchise road to the show things like that. I think that'd be a good trade-off for a one-year type of thing, just to start catching offline up to speed with where it needs to be. So the one, I think the one common misconception that happens a lot of time is that if you take away from one, you add to another. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there is truth to the fact that resources are limited in terms of manpower. Um, but for the most part, you could still have Diamond Dynasty upgrades and have Road of the Show upgrades. Now, Road of the Show and franchise tend to be tied together a lot when it comes mm-hmm. to the development cycle. Um, but Diamond Dynasty is, I'm not sure most people see this, Diamond Dynasty is its own, like, monster. It's it has area. its yeah. own crew. Uh, we, we, we've seen recently people from the community hired. Uh, obviously, Ashley is now on that live series team. Um, we see new people on those streams. So I think they could still add to Diamond Dynasty. Diamond Dynasty is something that's going to have live services throughout the year, whereas Road to the Show is going to be a big development cycle, a big release, and then regularly like fixes as it goes along. Yeah. And I think we even see kind of in Diamond Dynasty where I think there's been a directional issue with SDS. It's They, they have a lot of moments now of, of big-time moments and then lulls. Mm-hmm. And I think Road of the Show suffers from that directional problem. Um, you can even see the changes in Diamond Dynasty, right? Seasons. I think Seasons is a good change. I, but I also again, do. but like season one, day one, great. Season one, day 30. Okay, when's season two starting? Yes. It's just it just happened with season four as well. Season four, great. Couple of two weeks in, there's this massive lull in content. Um, and there are, there are, there are functional flaws with those systems. The same thing with road of the show road of the show needs big changes, but it's not big changes that you can do throughout the year. Like lives, like, like yeah. live Ken diamond dynasty mm-hmm. franchise feels like it got some of the love this year, but if you go through franchise, it's sort of the same thing. There are no real story elements, morale, um, consistent injury system. There are no mm-hmm. obstacles. One of the best things is like a content creator. And even as I, I liken content creation of offline modes, the closest to like a casual player in that when you're playing, you need that connection. You need to feel something to continue to want to play. There are people that want to go 162 and oh, don't get me wrong. But if you don't have like a, an emotional connection to something on there, you don't have that drive and motivation to play. Franchise right now is very plain in that. March to October does a little bit better with playing like key games. A little and bit. Road of the show is Road of the Show yeah. is the same way. And I feel like seasons kind of had that same problem this year where you don't have a real connection to the content. It's just all of this stuff at the beginning. And then just kind of like the hill just goes down until the next season. Mm-hmm. I've tried to create obstacles for my road to the show character in yep. these in these three episodes. You know, I'm not, this is on Hall of Fame. I could probably play it on Legend. It would be okay. But I thought Hall of Fame, you know, nice, happy medium. I'm hitting like 480. That's not an obstacle. Mm-hmm. I did right. not equip any equipment unless we hit light goals every video. And even then it's like, we go silver first, then we go gold, then we go diamond. It's still, I mean, I guess maybe that's a skill conversation and that's going to be different for everybody. And I understand that. But like you said, injuries would be super cool. Maybe we face a top prospect and there's like a pitcher boost that makes it even harder to go again. There's got to be some sort of immersion where every once in a while they go, oh, that was that was kind of neat. That was kind of cool. And right now it's just so boilerplate. It's all you can expect and kind of just choreograph the entire thing because there, there's there's nothing holding you back at any point. Mm-hmm. And the thing that they're going to run into problem wise is like when it comes to those when it comes to real life those storylines are regularly things that like you can't do in a video game in mm-hmm. terms of like bench clearing brawls. Yeah. Uh, where, where, but you can, you can have a rivalry. You can have rival, a rivalry system. You can have a morale system that affects you. You can have, look, I'm not happy with where I am right now. Even NHL does a very good job of rewarding the player by saying, Hey, look, as you make money, you can buy things off the field. You can buy a house, you can buy an apartment, you can buy things to fill that up. And one of the things I think every single superstar mode, which I just wrote a show superstar, every single career mode needs is a trophy room. You have to have something to show that. I've also been, 
I've been arguing for that in Diamond Dynasty too. Yep, that, I agree. That's that's one of my uh, friends and followers and subscribers, just a friend of the channel, Scott. Shout out, Scott is big on having, like, if you go flawless in BR, you should be able to go to a Cooperstown mode or something and go mm -hmm. see your exact team that you went flawless with. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. And the same thing for, like, franchise mode. You, you Like, I should have a GM, like, locker or, like, a room behind me mm -hmm. where I can show, hey, look, I have this many World Series trophies. I have a Rookie of the Year trophy for, like, if I was an Orioles franchise, like Gunnar Henderson. Mm -hmm. And it should have, like, a little, bit, a little boilerplate on it that says, you know, either your gamer tag or the player's name. Uh, the the franchise, like all of that stuff, there those things I think are overlooked mm -hmm. in today's sports games. Where how 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 much that will bring you into wanting that. The way the one I remember very clearly, and it wasn't so much a room as it was you just wanted to collect all the trophies. Was NCAA fourteen? Mm -hmm. NCAA fourteen had a bunch of rivalry trophies, like real college football did, and I always wanted to collect those, collect the Heisman fill those rooms up. Um, and again, 2K back in the day had the same idea where you could have like MVP trophies behind mm -hmm. you. Um, even a game, there was a dodgeball game that came out like two <laughs> years ago that I was involved in, but it was the same way. It wasn't even real trophies. It was just like trophies you got from playing the game and you could yeah. fill up your room and change the colors and the banners and everything. Little things like that, that I know take a lot of development time to do, but little, it, little things like that are the things that MLB The Show used to be built on. Mm -hmm. There, when when you talked about over the show, the thing that everyone talked about was the little things the that it did right. Yeah, and now I don't think the they do the little things very well at all. I think mm -hmm. they do the major steps. I think they miss detail a lot. It it brings me the the first football game I ever played, and this is going to be a throwback for a lot of people. ESPN NFL Two K Five with Terrell Owens on the cover. Mm -hmm. I remember vividly, constantly, all the time, going back to my mansion walking through to see the awards for my franchise and like the milestones and my agent would call the call me on the phone and you can buy this, buy that. If they could do it in 2005, which means they developed it earlier than that. It's mm -hmm. not as if it's impossible to do it again. It's like we were talking about resources and, and priorities. And I think because of how instantaneous sports games are now in terms of we have to do content every week or twice a week or whatever it is, I know it's different teams in terms of development offline and online. But sports games now get so laser focused on keeping it updated throughout the year that I think they lose the importance of that off-season preparedness or that out-of-cycle preparedness just to give us these different things ahead of time. I agree. I, full, I wholeheartedly agree. And one of the biggest problems, again, is it's sort of losing the forest through the trees sometimes is like we have this massive baseball game. And one of the things that happened to SDS is it grew very quickly when it, with the Xbox and the, and the switch mm -hmm. like expansion came, they doubled actually more than doubled their user base almost overnight. Yeah. And now they have to worry about that. I'm not even, like, I don't even have to discuss gameplay. Gameplay is actually about. pretty good this year. Yeah, like gameplay is, is, cool. is very good. And honestly, if, if you put it, it, the biggest compliment I can give is gameplay is very good when you play regs or if you play 99s and Diamond Dynasty, mm -hmm. which is one of the toughest things to do to tune the fact that like, hey, we've got these superheroes at every single position, almost like full on Hall of Fame all-star teams. That's when gameplay normally takes a tumble. Yeah. This year, it did well in that, and it had to because of the way they did content this year, but it also plays very well in a regs situation, mm -hmm. like franchise, like players, like, you know, normal, normally programmed baseball teams. It feels like everything around it, though, and, and I think and I think Madden suffers the same way as the gameplay this year for Madden is looked at as its strong point. Um, and I feel like every time gameplay becomes a strong point for a sports video game, Everything else takes like a back seat. Yeah. And and this year, again, I know they took a big swing for the fences in Diamond Dynasty. It does feel like they missed the details on this big swing. And again, you know, they're gonna have to do a new uh you know, new programs, new way of doing things. You're always gonna have ways to tune this. Oh, it's never again, gonna be perfect at the start. Correct. Right. And I don't think expectation anybody was was that it would be perfect. But look, go right through the modes, like franchise mode got upgrades like the drafting and scouting system. But when you really dig your fingers into it, it's missing a ton of details to attach you to it. 
Road of the Show is missing a ton of details that attach you to the story mm-hmm. of coming up to the minor leagues. Diamond, D- Diamond Dynasty is missing a ton of the details that attach offline and online players into the content of the mode. The gameplay is great, but the content itself has a disconnect. And I think that's where the problem has come through is that when they've made all of these changes, I think it's all these high-level changes where they've missed everything underneath of them. So, boys and girls, in a few minutes, me and Mills are going to go back and forth, and we're going to kind of shoot the breeze about what would make the perfect sports video game. But first, I had a question that I think you would be one of the best suited to answer. Because you do play so many different sports games, you're involved in creator programs and and, and involved in conversations before releases and things like that. One of the shortcomings, shortcoming is not the best word. One of, one of the flaws, in my opinion, of MLB The Show specifically is, and I see why they've tried to do it. There are so many little itty bitty things that influence one thing. For example, hitting the ball. Yes, you have your PCI. So that's a pitcher's hit per nine. That's your contact rating. That's in some ways your vision. Then you also have what type of hitter you are. Are you balanced? Are you power? Are you push hitter? Uh, What quirks do you have? Is it raining in the game? Is the server connection bad? Which is semi-irrelevant to SDS, but it does factor in the ultimate outcome. I think there are too many things influencing one thing across the board in this game. I would almost prefer if they stripped it back and just went pretty basic again. So Because I I know Madden, Madden has... X number of millions of different customization options you can have. And I'm yeah. sure 2K has it. FIFA might, you guys, if you play FIFA, let me know. I have no idea. So one of the problems that goes into specifically gameplay when it, when you're talking in, in all these systems is they pride themselves in being a realistic baseball simulation over top of being a competitive head-to-head balanced game. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of head-to-head players don't like to hear that. Um, but if you make the same swing on the same pitch a hundred times in MLB the show, you're you, you have a very good chance of getting a hundred different mm-hmm. results. Um, and that is something in real life. And I I I I, I know it's a video game for to, to be fair. I I know yeah. what I what I'm saying now is the example that I was given. In real life, if you take the same swing on the same baseball in the same conditions a hundred times, you are going to get a hundred different results. It's just the way, it's just what it is when you have a round bat hitting a round ball. Mm-hmm. And when the show does the same thing with their physics engine is that it's a round bat hitting a round ball at different angles, depending on how you swing, the timing of the swing. I think people miss out a lot on the timing of the swing too, mm-hmm. because if you're late on a ball, it changes the angle that the bat well, hits. Absolutely, yeah. So... There is a lot that goes on that, but unfortunately the alternative to that is we know the PCI they've said it a million times. PCI doesn't represent the bat. Mm -hmm. It represents the swing. The other option of that is if you hit perfect, perfect, you should be given a base hit every time. That I don't agree with, but I would like more of this. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying is that that's the other option is that I don't know that there is a gray area there to say, Hey, look, well, let's take some of the RNG down. Because even if they did, I'm not sure that players would see that. Hmm. Players would still have, because, because when it comes to social media, think about this. You see one clip of a perfect, perfect ball not getting hit out of the park. Mm-hmm. And your immediate feeling is that perfect, perfects aren't perfect. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter how many of them actually do get out. And, and again, we, we, I talk about this all the time where social media is 2% of the actual player base. Um, it's one of the reasons SCS gets flamed a lot, and I understand why they say this, is that we take the numbers first before we take the feedback. Yeah. Because if it, like let's say let's say everybody on Twitter gives all of their feedback and their numbers, that's two percent of all the swings data, all the swing data that that uh, SDS has. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes when we see these numbers that they're putting out on stream, we're like, oh, they just lied and put those numbers up. That's not what I'm experiencing. Well, I mean, it kind of is for everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but they, they're not lying to us. Um, it's not unfortunate they're not lying to us. It's unfortunate <laughs> that we see it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and again, the problem is, is that you have a realistic baseball simulation that has to have a competitive side to it. Mm-hmm. 
and I think when you, the more, and that's why they try to do like the simulation style and the competitive style, like online is, is set to competitive where again, as, as you're saying, it takes some of the RNG out of it. If you, because you can play that same mode offline and it'll take the same RNG out of it. Um, but it's, it's such a tough balancing act when you're still calling yourself a simulation sports game. Yeah. I, I think a lot of my uh, opinion on that comes from baseball is like you said, a random sport already, but it's such a precise sport at the same time that making things more cluttered and more difficult in the coding and the relationships and the what triggers what I'm sure sometimes it gets so convoluted that maybe things don't work the way they'd like, which I'm sure they dig into the code constantly and are looking at things like that. Well, like we talk about a 300 hitter in real life is hall of fame. Yeah. Right. Well, what's Zazie then? Oh yeah. <laughs> Zazie, Zazie is, are you saying Zazie is better than 100% better than a hall of fame player in real life? So how do you, how do you make that comparison mm-hmm. or, or, or like a guy like pitching rebel, like those guys that are scoring, you know, 13, 14, 15 runs on mm-hmm. average on legend difficulty. Yeah. Do you do you take their feedback and base the rest of the game around them, or do you take the feedback of the other ninety nine point nine percent of the players that can't play at that level? The problem is, is that now they have an esport, right? They're 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 mm-hmm. trying to get bigger. They're trying and so hard. <laughs> trying so hard. Yeah. Tampa Bay. They should just hire the group that did that did the, the sunburst. That honestly. was that was phenomenal, top to bottom. So unbelievable. Side sidebar into that, like I know that group. Uh, mm-hmm. That group is called. They're, they're, the company name is Rare Drop, um, and they they work with Tampa Bay Rays. And they called SDS uh, multiple times about running their esport before Tampa did that. Rare Drop's based out of Florida, so then they went to Tampa. They called. They started calling around to MLB teams. They actually got a hold of the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Tampa Bay Rays were the first ones to give them a chance. Good for them. And now you see. And now you see what happened. Good for both. Like good for Rare was, Drop and good for Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, good that for was everybody. the yeah. That was the best. MLB the show esport that mm-hmm. we've seen to date ever. Yep. Ever. Absolutely. And, and like the, in anything SDS has done, anything that anyone else has done, that Tampa Bay Rays sunburst was was the best one. But getting back into now you have an esport that you have to back. And if you want to back an esport, you have to tune a game to work on that esport. Mm-hmm. And it has Otherwise, to it has to look real nice and not have lag and not have disconnects and not have all these exactly. Types of problems. Yeah, exactly. And the, so I always I always liken it to like League of Legends, right? League of Legends is one of the biggest esports watched. Well, League of Legends doesn't have a ton of RNG. If you if you run your lanes co- correctly, yeah, you can crit sometimes, but most of the damage is pretty much set in stone. Mm-hmm. If you hit this, you're getting this damage. You're not. You're never going to get that in a movie the show. No. You're never going to get, if I hit a perfect, perfect with a guy with 125 power it, and there's, it still depends on how I'm swinging or if I'm, if, if it's perfect, perfect under above, if it's a pull hitter, we don't even talk about extreme pull, pull, That's, push. Yeah. Like there's so, like you said, there's so much going into that. You're never going to get a viewer to understand all that. So then how do you tune an esports to that, to, 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 a, to something that is, Baseball is based in RNG. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you how do you tune an esport to that? And then at that point, let's you take the esport side of the way. How do you tune a game to an esport to a casual and to a and to like an offline player? Yeah, it's just it's there's so much they have to do and focus wise. And again, the fact that the gameplay is where it is this year, I think, speaks to how good they are at doing their job, but also everything else around it. Like there's only so many people to tune those things. Yeah. And ultimately guys, uh, why I wanted to have Mills on, well, for a variety of reasons, but one of the big reasons, like I said, he's, he can dip his toe into so many different things. First of all, I have no idea how you balance streaming as many things as you do. I mean, it's probably really good for your mental health, (laughs) probably good for your mental health because you're playing so many different things. But Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you experience the best and worst of so many different types of titles. So I wanted to talk about how we could construct this. If we lived in a utopia, this perfect sports game, what would it include offline online in between? Mm. If there are modes that kind of like bridge the gap, like mini seasons 
kind of is it's within Diamond Dynasty, but it's offline. So right. I think that is the place I would like to start. I think mini seasons is far from perfect, but conceptually, I'm a huge fan. So something like that, where it can be your ultimate team building a, a roster mode, but it's entirely offline based. I think that's a giant win. And that's something I would like to bring into this magical game we're building. I agree. I think mini seasons is the is the epitome of what you want as an offline card collecting mode gamer. Mm-hmm. You want a repeatable, loopable season where you can play in different areas. Like it, it, it has the event rules where you have to have certain lineup restrictions, yep. um, or you can take your god squad in and play other god squads with CPU AI. Um, it, it, it does it better than any other game does it in terms of offline when it comes to mini seasons. Um, the one thing I wish there was, I wish there was a nine inning version of this. I'm sorry to those of you that don't like nine inning games. I love I've nine played. inning versions. That's that's the yeah. only thing that brings me back to ranked is I want to play nine innings. Right. And, and I think that's one of the problems. One of the other issues with Diamond Dynasty is we've become such a bite-sized um, world mm-hmm. that like, hey, we can't keep our focus for 20 minutes, much less a 45-minute nine inning game. Um, I, I think that's where kind of the problem is li- lies a little bit there too. Um, if it was a, if we're going to sports game Frankenstein and you're going to take mini seasons, um, I am going to take the franchise mode for NBA 2K and bring it in. Um, it has a, comp- it is a very, very deep um, persistent injury system where mm-hmm. if you a- injure your ankle once, if you, you can either put him back on the court or you could fully and fully heal or not fully healed, uh, and he will have an angle, he possibly have an angle problem for the rest of their career. Mm. It actually tracks how many times you've been injured on different parts of your body oh, for wow. the entire career of every single player. That's very cool. Um, there are different ways to play. There's SimCast Live, where you can actually watch the game play out over the quarter, jump in and out anytime you want. You can actually watch them running around on the court as little icons. Mm. Um, their coaching settings are insane. The um, player movement is insane. All of the stuff, the AI is so good. The AI actually builds their team for three to four years in advance. Like it knows the game plan three to four years in advance, which no other sports game does right now. Every other sports game is trying to win the next year. Um, Madden is getting better about that. And with the show still will will completely rebuild a team in one year for the CPU AI. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has one-to-one online franchise, which it didn't have for a very long, for a long time. Um, where everything you get in the offline franchise you get as an online full league. Okay. So that's, that's other, another big thing that I think is overlooked that Madden had for a very long time. Um, so yeah, the, the franchise mode, both offline and online, if we're going to at least like build that, that sports gaming Frankenstein, um, I, I would take the franchise mode from 2k along with, like you said, the mini seasons offline for MLB, the show, I think is a good combination there. And so I think this next one, we can kind of maybe collaborate on a little bit. So I know that card collecting modes are going nowhere for obvious reasons, monetarily partnerships with tops and whatever other partnerships exist out there. For the longest time, I thought SDS was the pinnacle of card collecting game modes and they might still be, or SDS was the pinnacle of card collecting companies, diamond dynasty being the game mode. I think this year, collections and their relationship with sets and seasons is an enormous problem for content. I think the existence of collections or the, the overpowered sense of collections is why we're getting so many just crap. 95s, 96s, 97s shoved down our throats. And then it's exacerbated by the fact that they want captains to turn everything into a 99, but nobody wants to use captains. So there's just disjointed relationships across the entire game mode. So getting back to the original point, which game mode or or which game does card collecting the best in your opinion and which one would you want to use in this Frankenstein game? I still think that Emily the Show does the best for no money spent players. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, yeah. but what... I'm going to say this, and this is going to be crazy because I stopped playing it this year, but I did enough research to make sure that I could speak highly of it. I think what NBA 2K did with their My Team this year, they removed their auction house completely. Okay. It so is that now, would be the equivalent of the marketplace and it will be the show. Yeah, right? for the, market, okay. the marketplace, correct. 
Um, what they've done now is that you earn your currency. You you can buy currency now, by the way, but okay. straight up the way you could end with a show. And you can grind currency offline. You can grind it online. There are multiple ways. There's never been a better time to, to be able to grind currency in the game. The grind is a little long for what you get, but a lot of their grind this year is offline or online for the same rewards. That there would be, are still, that's what we're missing in MLB The Show. That we're missing yeah. it huge because I, one of the things I'm the biggest proponent of is no one should ever have to be forced to play a game the way they don't want to play it. Preach. And, I, and I, a lot of people hear me talk for the offline crowd. They go, oh, you don't care about online. No, no, no. People mistake that a lot about mm -hmm. me. They get very I defensive. Never, I yeah. never want a head-to-head -head player to have to do moments ever again. I, I never want a head-to-head -head player to play mini seasons. I don't want you to have to ever play anything. If I want every single reward available to everybody in the game it's just online is going to have a faster way to get it mm -hmm. so and, and offline players are okay the crazy thing you're gonna hear is like oh my god offline players have to be longer dude offline players love it yeah offline players have a weird fetish with <laughs> wanting long grinds there are people that still want the immortals grind from back in from original New Diamond Dynasty. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, no, no there, there are offline players. That I'm saying, I don't know if I want that. I don't, I don't know. No, I'm saying offline players want that. Yeah. So what I would say is the 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 first. I think I think my team is going in that direction. They still have. I mean, there's always going to be money grabs because there are always economists in every one of these games that look at a game. Do not play it, by the way. When I say the word economist on social media, it is somebody that does not play the mode. It is somebody that has a number in their head that they have to hit every single quarter. And if they don't hit that number, they go into the game and they start putting their fingers into it to, to make sure that money, money is made. Madden did one this past year, not this one, but in 23, where they made a bundle, the Super Bowl bundle that's normally $100 and you get the first 99 in game. It was up to $150 this year. That was oh a direct God. economist thing. A triple the it, price of the, of the base, basically triple the price of the base game. And there was no reason for it That's other wild. than, hey, here, we're going to make that. MLB The Show did a program this year where if you didn't grind the event, and get, or you had get to one of the buy cards. a pack. Yep. You had to buy a pack to do that. And I was the first one. To, I, I will say the first one. I was one of the ones that immediately called them out. I said, hey, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. If, you, you, if you're not going to make it grindable, then it's not a program. It's a collection. Yes. Like there's a massive difference. You, if you can't finish a program without buying a pack, you shouldn't, there, it shouldn't be a program. Now I would and like, that, so I, uh, to give them the slightest benefit of the doubt. So I didn't even notice it was an issue until I saw everybody tweeting about it. Cause what I did, right. I was like, oh, look at this cool thing. I can collect a card and it will give me progress. That was new at that moment. I loved it. Yep. I did it. I finished it. I think if you didn't do the one pack, like you said, you were at least short like two points or four points or something like that. Correct. I would, hope their, I would hope their math was just off and maybe they forgot a moment. That's what I would hope. I don't believe that because if that's the truth, they would have added the moment. That's probably a fair point. They would have went back in yeah. and added points to it. If, they, if, if that was a mistake, they're very good about going back in and, and fixing mistakes. That's true. Yeah. And you notice we haven't had a program like that since. No. So... Again, I don't think that was a mistake. I think that was, hey, let's try this and see if anyone, you know, complains. Yeah. They got a lot. They got a very vocal, and again, social media, so it's always going to be a minority, but like a very vocal minority spoke up and said, no, 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 no. It's a program. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have to do, we should have to be spending money to finish a program. Um, I agree with you. And one of the things you said about this was the collections. It's a very fine line they start to walk. Because at what point is working the auction house a part of the game? Yeah, you have to be like a you have to be Jordan Belfort to to get cards on your team. And one of the problems <laughs> that and one of the things that happened with my team this year was when they announced they were removing the auction house uh, like a week or two before release. All of the people that were really good at working the auction house got very upset mm -hmm. because it's always the point one percent of people that know how to take advantage of everybody else that are going to get upset. But the problem is those people are still making just as much as they ever did. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things you'd be very careful about is that 
a lot of people will tell the first thing they'll say is learn how to work the auction house. Well, no offense. I'm not learning the stock market. Yeah. I, that's, that's not part of the game. It's I bought this game, game to play. Wrong. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's a baseball game. It's not New York stock exchange. People that say that are just trying to protect their investments. Mm-hmm. I'll say. And that's not a shot. I, I'm probably speaking for you here, so I apologize. That's not a shot. It's not, it's not a shot. No, who, who make who make content based off the marketplace. Plenty of people make investment content that's very smart and very mm-hmm. good. Just a very niche audience, and I do think that audience has lessened a little bit with how SDS has changed the marketplace over the years. Um, yeah, and those people are always going to make. Honestly, those people are always going to make their their money. Yeah, those are the people. They're always going to make their money in terms of like either the marketplace or even in my team. Now they're making their money because they know how they know how far you know, one MT goes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they know how currency works. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question. And if it was the year 2022 or 2021, the answer or before then, the answer would have been MLB the show. Now I'm not sure which game in your opinion or series of games, which title has the best pack experience because with MLB the show right now, listen, I am lucky that I am competent enough Competence is not even the right word. I, I'm I'm decent at this game. I can get stubs from a variety of places. Mm-hmm. Within reason, there's no card I cannot eventually go get. Right. But chase packs, they don't even list the odds on them. They've put all the best cards under chase packs. I tell my listeners all the time, you don't need those cards. If you're a good player, you can do just as well with a 98 or a 97 than you can with a 99 Mike Trout. Like, that's just, if you'd like a little treat for yourself, you could save up and go get it. If you're good right. at the game, input's all that matters. But it's an it's a concerning trend that the game is starting to move itself towards. So with that being the caveat, which pack experience do you like the best? Just so you know, they don't have to put the odds on the chase packs because you're not buying the chase pack directly. You're buying the bundle, and then it's a buying reward that you're getting. The, yes. That's the very smart place to put the best cards in the game. Sony has um, lawyers. They're a boutique little company, Sony, but they, they've right, got some yeah. lawyers. Yeah. It's a little small business, right? Um, yeah. Best pack experience. I still think the best, I think Emily, the show is the worst pack experience. I would agree. Um, because if, I, if you go up to any seasoned Diamond Dynasty player, why do you buy packs? To fill out collections or because you're given all of these packs for free and they have nothing in them. Well, what do you want so, so do you buy packs for content normally? Is that normally where I, because otherwise you, like you said, you could build, you could build your stubs count up, right. And just buy the cards. I don't even and probably. Like if, yeah. If there's a new chase pack, I'm not buying bundles for the chase pack. I'll just wait until I can afford sure. the card. Yeah. I think there, there, there are people out there that bought like, you know, 10, 15 bundles and get like one or two chase packs and don't even get the card. Yeah. So it, it, we, it, we know it's that bad. Um, I would say the best pack experience right now is still Madden. Okay. Um, in my opinion, um, what I will say FIFA is very close to them, which is crazy because they're both EA, but I think you can do more with the cards you get out of those packs, mm-hmm. um, in terms of their programs. Um, I think Madden does more special offers than anybody else. FIFA has SBCs where a lot of the, a lot of like, a lot of the pack fodder can go into SBCs for other programs. Um, I, I don't think my team is my team pack odds, even though they got quote unquote upgraded this year. Um, it's still not a great, not a great system. Again, they don't even have an auction house anymore. So the pack, the stuff you get really doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you can quick sell it for stuff like that. I still think Madden has the best one. Um, but if we're going to be fair, I don't think there is a good pack experience. I don't think um, they want you to have a good pack experience. That's well, the they, point. They, they want you to feel like you're going to. And then, but at the end of it, it's still, at the end of it, you're still pulling the, the lever on the slot machine. Yeah. Like that, that's every single pack experience. And that was why, again, a couple of years ago, live on stream, SDS was like, don't buy packs. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to buy. Literally, Ramon said on a stream two or three years ago, do not buy packs. Like, <laughs> why would you do this? This is why the, the odds are so bad. We don't want you buying these. We want you playing the game to do your stuff. Even though now it's buy, it's grind ninety seven by ninety nine. Well, I'm sure he got a, I'm sure he got a memo in his inbox after he said that on stream. I was like, hey, don't say oh, that anymore. <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you, him specifically didn't though. Uh, Ramon, maybe. Well, Ramon knows special. what he's doing. Yeah, Ramon knows what he's doing. Um, uh, known that dude for a long time. When he says something, honestly, when he says something, I know a lot of people like yell at him because he was the voice for a while. When he says something, the best thing we can all do is listen and understand what he means. 
because he's whenever he says something now it's for a reason um yeah. but moving but moving on it doesn't matter um <laughs> pack experience i don't think there is a good pack experience but if you're forcing me to buy packs i'm probably gonna buy the madden ones even though they're way too expensive than, than what they should be a hundred dollars for a bundle you should never pay more than a third of the price of the game for for anything yeah, in the in the game that's so. crazy yeah uh, so you already said no money spent would probably be MLB the show because it's so friendly. Um, Although even- I will say I will say NBA 2K this year is incredibly no money spent oh, uh, friendly. Uh, they they again the removal of the auction house I think has made everything have more value. Um, I, I think and I think they do a very good job of giving offline grind and online grind with very good rewards. What other what other elements, game modes, quirks, things like that would you want to put into this monster we're creating? Oh, if we're, if we're talking about card collecting modes, um, I think for for right now, I would say, so many seasons. Um, I think uh, MLB the Show does events the best. I, I although I really wish they would get more creative with the lineups. I will. Uh, so the, I'm gonna I'm gonna humble brag here. A couple of weeks ago, we put out an episode of the podcast talking about how events are becoming a problem because there's no variety. The restrictions right. aren't actually restrictive. Mm-hmm. You face God squads because the player minimum is 65. So you just load up a bunch of 65s and then put your God somewhere else. The week after their next event, maximum player and minimum player of like 75. They list, yep. I hope. 100%. And so, that's the best way that, remember they put them the minimum on because people were using knuckleballers a couple yes. of years ago. Yes. And now the minimum keeps raising. That's the smartest thing they've done. I love that. people that, I, I love when you get forced to actually get creative with your lineups because mm-hmm. then all of those extra cards that, are looked at as bad now have purpose. Yes. You're giving exactly. purpose. You're giving purpose to those low, low diamonds or, you know, those, those BR beasts. Um, I think BR is absolutely the best, the, the best in terms of, I won't say competitive, but the best uh, like draft mode mm-hmm. is 100% BR right now. And with the show, um, I love domination in my team, which again is a verse CPU thing, but it's a curated, like, the the first set of domination you go against current NBA teams. The second you go through against All Star teams. The third one you go against Hall of Fame teams. Oh, cool. Um, I think because I think NBA uses their history better than anybody in terms of the card collecting modes. Um, again, I, I'll, I'll talk one. I'll talk glowingly about the Negro League stuff that was mm-hmm. added in this year for with the show. But I think that NBA uses their history way better. Um, anything else I would add? God, please take caps out of games. Yes, remove them. Goodbye. Road to the show. Yeah, can, we, can we take something out, please? Yeah. Um, I understand why they want to do that because there are a lot of people that want to see themselves in these modes. And and please believe that every one of other these games has talked about putting created players in their in their uh card collecting modes. And Emily the Show is trying trying to do something nice for players that you know want to feel that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just such an unbalanced mess at times, especially with especially this year where you had like starters coming out of the bullpen and you had the show a problem where you had a two-way player that you could just bring them in mm-hmm. and in and in, you know, and guys have like sidearm screwballs or 105 mile an hour uh, outlier pitches. Like it's just at some point they just got to like say, Hey, look, if we want to balance game, we got to take that stuff out. We either take it out or like we restrict what you're able to do. And with the, Pitchers specifically, like the submarine, like you said, 105 to then they throw a 67 mile an hour changeup. SDS has a problem with coding the way pitches move off certain planes, Mm -hmm. which is why sinkers go 47 directions before they actually land in the place they're supposed to go. So then you exacerbate that with underhand in the rain and and it's just a mess. So restricting these things, maybe before we take the way we restrict them, I'm here for that. And the one thing that I would bring out of Madden and, and technically FIFA is their seasons and their weekend league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think weekend league now, now Madden weekend league is, is all, all week long, which I'm okay with. A lot of people like it was a more of a content creation thing when it was Thursday through Sunday. Um, but I would love to see ranked seasons in Emily, the show have one difficulty. Yes. 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 I'm, yes, I'm, yes. I think one of the biggest problems for the majority of the player base is that ranked seasons goes from, veteran on on the under 400 to all-star up to 700 to hall of fame and it changes pitch speeds then it goes from hall of fame to legend and you can play a legend player when you're on hall of fame and let's be fair there are players that have no business coming anywhere near legend that deserve to finish world series what i would do is i would make weekend league on legend 
difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I would put ranked seasons at either all-star or hall of fame, probably hall of fame because of the rewards involved in it. I would put that at hall of fame the whole year. And then I would put weekend league at legend difficulty the same way that, uh, the same way that Mutt Champs is on, there's an all Madden Mutt Champs for Madden. Yeah, at the very least, I've I've thought about a way where maybe if they were to keep ranked structured the same, you cannot play a legend ranked game until you are in World Series. Where ev- like both right. opponents are in, are in that World Series, that 900 plus range. You can only play Hall of Fame until you have reached your, your 900 threshold and then you've like unlocked a next level of rank or, or something to that effect. But I, I like that idea too because weekend league or whatever the equivalent would be would add that true competitive nature mm-hmm. to Diamond Dynasty because outside of BR, which is a sweat fest, I, I don't think ranked is truly a competitive mode. Like it, in its essence, I guess it is, but it's not. When you look at other ranked in other games, it's not the same. Yeah, and the other thing I would do with the reason I like Madden and, and FIFA a little bit better than that. I hate unique rewards in those modes. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a World Series reward, I know why. I'm. This is kind of a shot across the bow of a lot of people. I know why there are people that are World Series players want those unique rewards because there is a gatekeeping in MLB the show in MLB the show that I've never seen in any other game. There are. It, it is crazy, and I'm going to say I'm putting myself on my own island here. This is not you. This is me saying this. There is a gatekeeping to the cards in the top end rewards that are unique rewards. It's not even a stub thing anymore because the people that are saying this don't need stubs. They just don't want anyone else to get those cards. They want to be able to have like a trophy that says, this is mine. And there are better ways to have trophies. Nameplates don't do it. Icons don't do it. There are better ways to have trophies. Um, But you can even like gold cleats, give them something in game that that shows that. Um, That being said, they have to reward these modes properly. Mm-hmm. The people play ranked seasons or play people in a rank mode in Madden to get coins. Yes. They, they, they play seasons in Madden because the rewards give them coins. I think it's a minimum of like 200,000 coins now for, for like all for like top end rewards. And as you go through, that would be a great setup for, for the show. You go through your veteran season. If you get a certain amount of wins, you move up to the all-star season. Then everyone in the all-star seasons is playing all-star. Then you move up to the, the, to the uh, uh, hall of fame season. Then you move up to the legend season and let the legend season loop, mm-hmm. like play legend season, play like a, a 10 game legend season with like a three game playoff that you're playing against. Uh, you, sometimes legend players, you catch them in their world, catch them in the world series. Now it's a bounty thing. You know what I mean? Um, and, but it allows you to loop things instead of just playing this one long awful like rank seasons is gonna and now you're getting people playing rank seasons for no reason you want people to defend world series let them loop their rewards Mm -hmm. for for me saying that you should take unique rewards away from these players um you should take unique rewards away from everybody by the way just so we're clear you should your rewards should be for everybody everybody should have access to every single card in the game but the players that are playing the top end should be compensated as such yeah, I and agree. and they are not right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you said before, kind of backtracking a little bit with with it, uh, with two K, uh, leveraging their history and their legends the best. Mm-hmm. I understand that there are players' association things and and reasons as to why Madden, for example, can use any legend ever. It seems like versus MLB the Show and SDS. It's all money. They're not all the, the players' association. Just so, so we're clear, Madden and I know the show sign legends the same way. They do. It is a it is, is an individual thing. The pool is uh, not differently for Madden. No, the pool. They are allowed to go to any legend they want as long as that legend agrees. Because okay. the, because the legends are not a part of the NFLPA, so the NFLPA and the Major League Baseball Players Association are separate. Now, yes. if MLB the show wanted to get like Barry Bonds in, it would just be about pay Barry Bonds mm-hmm. and Barry Bonds agree. Madden is the same way. They just got Terry Bradshaw in. They didn't agree with anybody else. They went to Terry Bradshaw and said, we want Terry Bradshaw in. They paid Terry Bradshaw. They brought Terry Bradshaw in. So that is again, so their pool wise, it is not a, it is not the player pool. It is a strict money thing. So that even further reinforces my point then, because I, was I, say, I, I thought it was going to, 
for some reason, I was under the impression, maybe because I don't do enough research myself, and that's on me. That no, no, that's Madden- on you. That's not widely known. I believe me. I, I, you, you're not wrong. I wanted to give you more onto this because I know where you're going. Yes. Okay. So there are reasons as to why SDS has to pay for Richie Ashburn or Robin Roberts, two Phillies, just ironically, but it's because they have to disperse the legends to as many teams as possible. Mm-hmm. They have to make as many people happy, as many generations of players happy. Not everyone who plays this game is 25 years old. Some people are older. Some people want to use Richie Ashburn for some reason. There are not enough legends in this game that have the gravitas to draw people in. And I think there are also not enough legends in a sets and seasons format specifically to mm-hmm. truly diversify how the content is happening. There is no reason that Kyle Schwarber is not a legend. He will be one day, but there is no reason that within eight weeks and one and a half seasons, we should be getting two ninety nine Kyle Schwarbers. We should be getting something entirely different. So that are not, that are not awards, by the way, the, the one time I will give them a pass on that is if like Gunnar Henderson gets a 99 and then all of a sudden is named rookie of the year. Entirely different. Yes. Yes. Completely different. And I'm glad you brought that up because for the first time in MLB, the show's history, it has a content repeat problem. Yes. I think that we've always, they've they've always reused cards, reused, reused concepts. That's not the problem. The problem is the first time in ever the show's history, they have to consistently give 99s throughout the year. That do things differently. Right, right. And the way they tried to cut that off at the pass was, okay, well, we'll do set one and set one will be expired by set three. So that way, if we give you like a 99, like, I don't know, 99 Adley Rutschman in season one, Mm -hmm. we can give it to you again in season three because you don't technically have access to the first one. What that has caused is, well, why is this 99 different from this 99? Like, Mm -hmm. why? what are the ratings difference? In a a game that always said the numbers are what drive our ratings, it's not any, it's not speculation. We have, if it's 19, 18, Mm -hmm. whoever. These are the numbers and how they would plot out on our on our chart. Yeah. And now there's they a snapshot series. A snapshot right. series are like, we'll just throw numbers at this card and this is what they are. And they don't have that anymore. Yeah. They don't have the authenticity to say that anymore. And this is the first year where people have gone, man, I've, I've gotten this 99, like you said, Schwarber, so many times. I'm using the same, I'm using 99s over and over and over of the same people. Even though they're different cards, it's the same people. And you're sitting there in your mind going, I wonder if the power creep was such a bad thing at this point. I think seasons and sets is a great idea. I love the fact that everybody the show said, you know what? We were the first ones to really change the game in card collecting modes. And tip of the cap to that respect. Totally to that respect. And we're going to, and we're going to try to do it again, but I agree with you. They don't have the legend base Mm -hmm. to be able to do this right now. Maybe they will. Maybe oh, they yeah. will, but they've got to sign a significantly larger number of legends. And for all the hate they got for not putting like the home run, like like the, the steroid era players, and now we've got the great home run race of 98, mm-hmm. like the, or those kind of players, they're missing a large portion of that like 85 to like 2005 gap. I have long said the late 90s and early 2000s is the sweet spot of players they should be going after. Well, it's what saved people from it's what saved baseball from yes. strike. Yes. And, and a lot of us, a lot of us that play the game. Now, the problem is, like you said, you put Mark McGuire in the game, and there are people, there are 20 year olds going, Who? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, they, What? No, don't say that. Never watched but, him play. Yeah. Dude, when when they when they announce a card and I'm sitting there looking at a Twitch chat and I see people go, Who? I'm like, Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm I'm 43 years old. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I understand what they're saying. But that's the that was the last love affair era mm-hmm. of baseball. It was Sosa, it was McGuire. That was when Cal broke his his streak record. Um, so many great things happened in the late nineties, early two thousands that they're missing those, those things. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm extremely happy that we're going to get, I, I mentioned this a couple of times, the Negro league stuff, mm-hmm. because that opens up such a large portion of players to be informed yes. about how things were back then at the same time, 
they're never going to be able to use them as consistent content in Diamond Dynasty Mm-mm. because it will be it would be exploitive. Like they're they're they and they cannot exploit that. They have no. to make it. It's got to have care. to make that right. Yes. Exactly. They have to be very very touchy with with how they use those players. And again, that was Ramon's. Uh, lo- that was Ramon's baby. That is his passion project. Oh, and it's he it's not phenomenal. Allow- that he will not allow that to be to be yeah. sullied in that way. So. While we will see them in Diamond Dynasty, it all it always it's always going to have to be a very touchy way in how they do that. So they're going to have to again expand their legend base significantly to continue. What was it? Six, seven seasons they're going to have to fill with ninety nine. Six, yeah. So six ninety six seasons. Let's say you have to have seventy ninety nines per season. Let's just just go up to to keep a good. Uh, you know, difference of how many, how many players like 25 players on a team, you need like 70 a season, 70, mm-hmm. 75 a season. So now you're looking at with, if you don't want to repeat, you're looking at like 399s. You have to figure out ways for it. I mean, they're nowhere near that right now. No. Well, which is how we've, I feel like people who listen to this podcast a lot, hear me rehashing points, but I don't care. It's my show. Uh, they can fabricate cards, however they want for better or worse. G man. Joy has a friggin' 99 in this game. In what world is I, I'm not trying to say it has to be realism, but in what world is G-Man Choi a 99? Like, so they do take liberties, which is fine. I'm okay with taking liberties. But at some point, like we're both agreeing on, the legend cards have to be more available. The legend base has to be more available. And I think they have to do a better job of balancing the legends they have. Hmm. They have Johnny Bench. Do you ever see people using Johnny Bench? It's because his swing is really bad. And right. If you're going to put two cards next to each other and their attributes are 100% equal and you don't care about team affiliations, you're picking the one with the better swing. And unfortunately, right. because of the way people stood way back in the day, and SDS does a great job of creating or recreating that stance pretty accurately, it unfortunately sucks. So, like, we got to speed some swings up. Pudge Rodriguez has to stop swinging a pool noodle. Like, we got to make some of these guys usable, too, on top of that. Well, they're taking liberties with putting sinkers on players now too, well, just to make yeah. making pitchers viable. So that's a, a large problem. Yeah, I'm with you. But like you said, they did the snapshot series. They they absolutely are starting to throw numbers at, at players that don't necessarily match up with real life numbers. They should be able to make fantasy cards. Yeah. They they make uh, future stars cards all the time. Mm-hmm. Like there there's no reason with going fantasy, especially with all, with all of the new property they have. Yeah, I agree. So. We we talked about a ton, and I think if we could build this Frankenstein game, you and I would make a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think this game will ever exist, but I think one thing we could take away from this is that there are so many different sports games, obviously, that all offer something really good. So if you're upset with one title or you're burnt out of one title... I'm saying this as someone who only plays MLP the show, but if you're burnt out on it, go try something else. There are other things for you to do. The best thing I did for myself this year specifically was before Madden released, I played Baldur's Gate on stream for three weeks. I can't wait I to play a, that. I'm waiting to get the portal first before I play. I, I took a I took a massive viewership hit. I knew what I was doing. And then, even if I wasn't playing content, I give this advice to anybody that is playing games that is getting burnt out. And I'm going to be very clear with you. Every one of these card collecting modes purposely puts a carrot in front of your nose that you will never grab. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is. That's how it's designed. It is designed to keep you. It's a very, I know it's a tabby word, but it's designed to keep you addicted to grind. Yep. Okay. You are. That is the way all of these modes are designed. You have to give yourself time. We are in one of the golden ages of video games. This is one of the best years for video games in general. A long time. We have ever been in. Yeah. Starfield, Baldur's Gate. I play Texas Chainsaw Massacre all the time because it's a game that I, I see I you tweeting about. Adore. Yeah. Dude, there are there are so many. Cyberpunk is getting ready to come out with, with a brand new DLC that changes the entire game. Spider Man so on Spider Man on October 20th. I'm yeah. so excited. Can't wait. There are so many games out there right now give yourself time to play something else you are not going to miss anything you are not going to miss a part of the grind i have not played i have not played mlb the show in two months must feel i have not turned mlb the (laughs) show on in two months and i baseball is my favorite sport i have not turned the show on in two months i have uh, there are times where i purposely tell myself over a weekend i'm not turning madden on I'm not turning NBA on. Like I'm not, and it's not as a, I'm not saying this as a content creator. I'm saying this as a gamer. Burnout is real. 
for regular gamers, mm-hmm. content creators especially. God, you and I bash our heads against the wall. You just talked about putting Road to the Show content on your YouTube. That I don't even like making. New. I don't even like making right. it. Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Give yourselves time. Video games are supposed to be fun, yes. not work. You're not supposed to be working. We all work jobs or go to school or whatever. You do not have to work when you're playing video games. Preach. Preach. Yeah. Before I send you off, I know you're a big Orioles guy. I live right. about four miles from Camden Yards, and I am I am a Long Islander. I'm a Yankee fan, so I apologize. But living in Orioles country when they're good, holy hell is it fun. So what it, I tell all of my coworkers, who are all big Orioles fans, that – and this is not me being a salty Yankee fan. I really hope that does not come across this way. The Orioles, if you're a level-headed fan, you're a year ahead of where you should have been. And it's – and it's, I mean, the returns you're getting this year are incredible. With the way they've performed versus them being ahead of schedule, this and that, where where do you see this season ultimately going? I'm just curious where your head's at. They're going to lose in the division series. Okay. Um, well, let me, let me take that back. If they win the East, they're going to get a team that is better than the Twins in the divisional series yes. because of the way the way it works. And honestly, the Twins, the Yankees would be better in the playoffs than the Twins at this point, in my Probably. opinion. So um, I feel like they're going to win the division series, or they're going to lose the division series specifically on their pitching. And don't get me wrong, they have good pitching, but their pitching is what's going to fail them in a big series like that. I think Kyle Brash will be fine. I think um, the, the the issue is we get guys like Grace and Rodriguez who have never pitched in those big games yep. like that. I think that they're going to every team goes through that first year playoff to get that under their belt. And then they take their next step. Houston did yeah. the same thing. They, they get the that first taste. Yeah. yeah. You get that, that taste of like, okay, this is what it's like. Now we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think Baltimore is just like, if they they have 10 games left, if they go five and five, they're a hundred win team. That's nuts. I like really, I mean, I think the Orioles are a hundred win team. If they go, five and five in their last 10 games. And if they go three and one against Cleveland, they win. They've won the season series with everybody. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to me. So my, my opinion is if they run into Seattle, Seattle mows them down because of their pitching. Mm -hmm. Um, If they run into Houston, I think it's a good series. I think they match up well with Houston. They just played Houston and won two out of three. What an incredible series that was. Yeah, no, I, that, and that's a fun that's a fun series. Like I'm here for fun baseball, mm-hmm. but you're right. They're they're a year ahead. Like Gunnar Henderson was not supposed to be this good in his first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez was not supposed to be this good when he came back up. They've gotten great years out of again Kyle Bradish. Uh, Dean Kramer has been very good until recently. Tyler Wells was very good until they had he to was. set him down. A lot of their young pitching is hitting walls because they haven't pitched this long before. Yeah. That's where the problem comes in is that they're hitting a lot of these. John Means just came back. By the way, John Means That's is pitching big. for the Orioles in 2023, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, and, and the fact that Felix Bautista is hurt, I think is going to hurt them a, a very much in the playoffs. So I would say divisional series, they probably lose the divisional series or the championship series, depending on matchup. Um, and then next year is their year to really go all out. I ultimately agree with that, but I can also see them just going into the play. First of all, if they get hot, any team gets hot. Yeah, sure. But like if they get hot, well, their lineup is one of the hardest to navigate. Look, yeah. Verlander talked about it the other day. Uh, when Verlander, Verlander, uh, they caught Verlander well the other day, and and Verlander said it's just it's an incredibly hard nav- uh, lineup to navigate because mm-hmm. top to bottom, when McCann's not in the lineup, even McCann, McCann hit a, a safety squeeze and was safe. James McCann of in twenty twenty three hit a safety squeeze. Yeah. that's what this team is. They just they they just don't stop swinging the bat. Mm-hmm. It's just constant, and they're one thing that the Orioles have never done before is they watch a ton of pitches. They're not swinging at bad pitches. Uh, they're swinging at good pitches and making good uh, contact. What I will say, and I there are certain teams in, in this league that when they're good, baseball is better because of it. I think the Orioles are one of those teams. I I the Orioles are one of those teams that when they're good, but I also believe, as much as I hate them, I believe when the Yankees are good, baseball is better too. I would rather it be the Yankees and the Orioles at the top of the, at the top of this division than the Rays. And don't get me wrong, I love the Rays, oh, but I the way they treated the their Rays, the way they treat their fan base, it's the same way with the Athletics. I hate the way they treat their fan base, and I hate the way the fan base treats them. And they're yeah. going to get rewarded with a new stadium because of it. And I hope it gets better down there. I hope it gets better down there because that baseball team deserves it. But 
let's be fair. No one in baseball cares about the Tampa Bay Rays. They people care about like the the Yankees. I think people think the this is crazy. I think the people think Red Sox are bigger villains than Yankees at this point. So uh, I, I just assuming the Yankees are doing a large audit of their organization right now. So assuming yep. assuming that yields positive results. I look forward in the next half decade to the Yankees Orioles going back and forth in the East, because I don't think the, the Rays eventually are going to stop having some staying power. And the whole Wander Franco situation was out of their control. Mostly anyway, right. sidebar, the Red Sox are in a state of complete disarray with not having a GM and upset with how that was handled. And the Blue Jays are a fun, consistently mid team. So if it could be Yankees Orioles for the next five, six, seven, eight years, I'm totally down for it. Those games are so much fun to watch. And the Orioles aren't done yet. Like they've no, got, they just all. they brought just they just brought Heston Kirschstadt up. He's got two home runs in his first week, and and the first one was 425 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Jackson Holiday still waiting, hitting 450 at like Triple A. He's gone from he's gone from Single A Aberdeen to Triple A throughout this year. Yep. Colton Kalzer still getting his feet underneath of him. They've got pitching down there. They've got so many things down there, and they have. Depending on how John Angelos is, because God knows we can't oh, have a, nice things he's, here. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's right. A depending depending on his, I mean, we could be one or two free agents away from a big run next year. So, and again, the Yankees are always one year away from reloading. So next year should be fun. I'd say I went to Jordan Westberg's second game. Mm-hmm. Not not for that reason. Ellie De La Cruz was in town. So it's like let's go get tickets. Yeah, for sure. And he hit two. Uh, Westberg hit two screaming line drives. I'm like, this guy's going to be good too. They've got this guy. They've got him. They've got Curse. It's it's ridiculous how mm-hmm. much talent's in that system. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. And then Mountcastle is is came into his own. People were worried about him, but once he got over his vertigo, he started mashing. Mm-hmm. Cedric Mullins is still you know Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes are. The elder statesman of this I team, know. and I Austin like Hayes 30. is such a good, consistent ball player. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to be fun if they can get the pitching. The pitching can stay good for them, or they can get a good free agent brought in here. Um, I there, it's going to be a fun rivalry for a long time. Love it. All right, everybody, thank you so. much. If you made it to the end of this episode, you're a hero. Thank you so much. Watch time through the roof on YouTube. I appreciate it. Uh, make sure I hate doing the YouTube spiel, but like and subscribe before you go. Of course, always helps the channel. Comment any thoughts. This is the, the question of the day. If we were to have one of those, what would you add to your Frankenstein sports game? What did we not talk about? What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Let me know. Love to have the conversation. Maybe Mills will chime in too. Um, but that's going to oh, be it, I'm going to, I'm going to go through the comments. I'm personally going to go through the comments <laughs> and call them out on my Twitter and, 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 and be like, Hey, look, let's talk about these things. So Love get, leave, get in the comments, get in the comments. Mills. Thank you so much uh, for being here. If people aren't already following you, which you should be, where can they find you? Essentially Mills on Twitch, uh, just, just Mills. And then Mills Twitch on everything else. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever we're calling it today. If you, if by the time this comes up, if it's still free to everybody, <laughs> it'll just be called Elon.com in a few weeks. Yeah. Pretty go, sure. Pretty much go find Mills there. All right, Mills. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. This was incredible. I hope you guys all have a great rest of the week and uh, enjoy the game. I'll see you next have time. A great one. Let's do this again sometime. Yes, absolutely.